everyone to another episode of Extra Life Podcast, the most controversial podcast in gaming. I am your host, Hattie, and today we have something very unusual. We don't have our typical Christian here. Instead, we've got someone else, Stranger, if you will. Stranger, will you go ahead and introduce yourself to the Extra Life community? Hey, my name is Ace. Uh, love gaming and stuff, and I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, so um, Christian, unfortunately, is feeling uh, down with, uh, with some sickness, a stomach bug or something. So unfortunately, he couldn't join us for this episode. He'll be back, uh, back for the future episodes. Just, you know, he's just not feeling well today. So we decided to do one without him. But we got a lovely guest host, Ace. He's Thank you. my good friend and very excited to have him on the cast. And very let's get right into it. Let's get right into it, Ace. For the coming weeks, we each played a game, a game that came out very recently. And we, we played the yeah. same game. We uh, did. A lot of it, honestly. <laughs> I spent so many hours. So, well, the game is uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus. It's the newest addition to the Pokemon franchise. It's a different take on the Pokemon games. It's very, like, more open worlds and, like, RPG style of, like, crafting and all that type of stuff. Like, back in, like, the, the olden past. Days. Yeah, the olden days of Pokemon and, like, Pokemon attack you and stuff. So, you want to go first with this? Because I'll, 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 I'll take my... As you being the guest, I'll let you go first. Well, thank you. So honestly, I absolutely love it. It is. I haven't played a Pokemon game for the longest time. I've kept up with them, but like I haven't played them because they just kind of looked like the same thing, but different takes on it. But this one seemed like a completely different concept, and it is. You know, I like that you can play it in your own way. You can, uh, if you want to be stealthy, you can be. If you want to just go on and throw Pokeballs at Pokemon all day, every day, you can. Or you can battle. Um, so my only worry is that I don't... <laughs> I'm afraid that this ruined Pokemon for me. If it that ruined Pokemon? Like, if they don't make it like this again, I don't know if I'm going to like want to play it ever again. If that makes sense. That's a fair thing. Yeah, I have a lot to say about this game. I really like... I spent so much time. Let me just start with that. I spent so much time. I've finished the game. I 100%ed the game. I 100%ed. I have Arceus, meaning I collected every single Pokemon. I think I'm like research level like eight or something. So I I really I really grinded this out. Like it's a it's a it's a time succubus. It it really just like takes out <laughs> all the time in the day. It just does not like allow you to anything else i started at like 8 p.m i looked up and all of a sudden it was 4 a.m i was like how the hell did that happen but let me get it back into the game specifics i think there are so many great aspects about this game i love the i love the open world style i love the different approaches to pokemon the the biggest like the biggest things that are like added to the normal pokemon that even if they don't do another open world i hope that they'll continue this the move pool I wish. I hope they'll continue the quick and a strong the uh, the agile and strong style moves, the mastery of moves I should say as well. Um, yeah, those are like some of the biggest ones. I mean, I mean that that's basically it. But and yeah. also I guess like quick the the quick um dropping a Pokemon. Yeah, just, that was nice. 
But, you know, I really like the move pool. I think the move pool is a brilliant idea into the Pokemon worlds. I think that every Pokemon game should just have that because it's so frustrating to, like, know what moveset you want all the time. And for you to be able to just switch it at the fly per, like, whatever, you know, especially for a Pokemon, like, that don't have, like, a really set type, like Porygon. He's, like, a normal mm -hmm. type, but he can learn a lot of, like, ice types and dragon or dragon types and normal moves and steel moves. And there's, like, a bunch of different moves that they can learn but you'll only have really one opportunity to ch change the moveset in a normal Pokemon game. And this, yeah. you can just kind of change it out as you kind of want to. Um, also, there was like that move learner person. I really oh, like yeah. that as well. That was good. I think that they do a lot. The, the time vortexes or whatever, ah. the space-time distortions, those are some of the coolest fucking things that they have ever seen in Pokemon. Those I know are so they intense. probably. I know that they probably can't do that in every Pokemon game, but, like, I mean, especially if they're doing more in the style of this game, I would love to see that again. Um, I I think that the whole, like, culture around Pokemon was really cool, and, like, how they now are... They're, they're starting to learn to be friends with them. Like, in Pokemon games, they're, like, we're, we're always taught, oh, we're buddy-buddy we're with Pokemon. They're, they're, like, these really cute creatures, and they'll battle for, your, for you. But in this game, they're, like, oh, they're terrifying creatures and i don't <laughs> want to look and be anywhere near pokemon and that was a it's like a very different chain pace of what we're typically used to um and i love the different i think this game is a fantastic representation now i'm gonna get into the big controversy that everyone is talking about yes the graphics are dog shit let me just yeah. say that the the rocks look like they're just <laughs> a microscope zoomed in, like, thwomp butthole. That's what it looks like. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It looks like a thwomped butthole. And the things water don't is, render in at all. Yeah, things render weirdly. Uh, there's a little bit of, like, lag on the animation sometimes. Um, there's, there's a, it's a little glitchy and buggy. But at the end of the day, that really shouldn't make a game. The game is how much fun you had playing the game. Yeah, I had an absolute blast. I, the game ended with me longing for more content. I wish there was a national decks in the game. I wish I can like really like just go at it and like more battles and maybe even like I don't know. I wish there was just so much more with the uh, them, and I think that if they continue to do games in this style, I I, I would really be happy. Um, yeah. Uh, if I were to give this game scale one to ten, I'd give it an. I think I'd give it an eight point five. It really was a really really good game. Ace, That's what fair. would you give it out of ten? I'd give it an eight out of ten. It is what I want in a Pokemon game. You know, it's my own play style. However, I feel like it was kind of easy for me, especially with like being able to change your moves whenever you want. Like, you don't you don't like that? I love, I love it. it. Don't get me wrong, I love it. I just feel like it made it a little bit easier, which I like be... personally, but I can see how that would leave people, you know, wanting the challenge. So to speak, would be sick doing like a Nuzlocke on on yeah. in this game. I feel like doing a Nuzlocke in this game is gonna it would be so like would actually be like a super strong challenge. Yeah, because you only have it. like five different areas, so you would only get like five total Pokemon or six if you yeah. count your starter. 
Oh man, that would be difficult. That would be super difficult. That would be cool though. I think that would be super sick. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure someone would make a. I think that if they refine this formula, I I feel like if they refine this game and make it into a very polished game into like maybe another installment, I think that they'll have a a a, a nine point five or even a ten on their I hands agree. if. if if they just refine it just a little bit more. There are some of the best ideas I think I've ever seen in Pokemon has ever, ever had. I think they just need a little bit more time just to tweak out the final things. I mean, I'm not the biggest... I don't really care about the graphics. That's just what people said. And I yeah. can see the points. I just... Just a little bit less glitchiness, a little bit less bugginess, and that's should be... I'm, I'm fine with that. An easy 10. It. Easy 10. Oh, no, no doubt about it. Um, anything else you want to say about the game before I move on? Um, no, not at the moment. All right, well, uh, today we got some news for you. We got some gaming news. One of the biggest ones being Rockstar a couple days ago confirmed GTA 6 was in development and was well underway. <laughs> who, who would have thought that after all these years when did gta 5 come out like 2014 yeah like gta almost 5 release date 2013 it came out oh my yep. god it has been almost a decade since they have released and it probably will be a day de- they'll probably release it on like the anniversary imagine yeah. the decade anniversary of gta 5 <laughs> Well, I saw somewhere that it was supposed to be released in 2023 or 24, so it would be a decade. Yeah, it literally oh would God. be a decade. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's crazy that they all of a sudden decided, hey, let's stop releasing the same game and maybe make a new <laughs> one. Now all they need is to, for them not to work with a mobile company to make this game, to yeah. make it actually look, oh my God, that, that trilogy was a disaster. <sighs> Yeah, the, just the quality was garbage. I'm excited for uh, GTA 6. Uh, Me too. I'm more of a Saints Row guy myself, but I, I have played the GTA games, and I think they're very fun and uh, spawn a lot of controversy. I can't wait for that to happen. Like, oh, video <laughs> games going to cause all the youth to, to steal cars and shoot people. Can't oh, wait for God. that to, to, to come back up. Video back games in. make you violent. Yeah, video games make violence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. Uh, anyway, I, I I'm excited to see where that's going. Me too. Uh, uh, also in the news, Battlefield 2042 delays scoreboard by another, uh, by another month, or by a month. Uh, another feature that was once promised during launch that has not been yet delivered, and it seems like Battlefield 2042. The game that keeps on removing. <laughs> removing players, removing just everything that ever means anything to anyone. Yeah, I really I mean, don't know how they're going to bounce back from this. It's it's kind of embarrassing in a way, because like they can't... like I feel like they can't hit their stride with this game. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. It's, it's such like, like, just... I feel like they release such an unfinished product. They they did the beta and then immediately released it without like changing anything. They just they just said, okay, you guys like the beta, so here you go. That's not yeah. how games work. You need to polish, <laughs> especially for a AAA game. You need to polish it. 
know if it needs to be delayed a little bit. I know we talked about this in our last full episode. Delayed a little bit. It was a game that needed a, needs a delay for sure. Mm-hmm. I I I'm I'm struggling to <laughs> to see why they would just. It's I just, just it just feels so bad. It the, does the dev team. I just don't understand why they this. can't communicate. Yeah. This is clearly on like the the like management's fault. This is not like developers. No. Yeah. It never is really the developers, is it? Really not that I've seen. It typically is management. Um so NFTs been on topic on Twitter for you know quite a, a, a little bit. Uh if you've seen strong opinions. Yeah, quite well, while. it's infiltrating also the video game company uh, space with Atari. Uh, after like their like something anniversary, they released an NFT. Worms has made made an NFT, but they backtracked. Ubisoft made an NFT. Ubisoft's response to that was the funniest thing. Did you did you see what they said about it? I didn't know. Players just don't understand. They just don't <laughs> get it. We don't get we don't it hits different these NFTs. They really just they 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 really Ubisoft just built different. We don't <laughs> we don't get it. We are not the same me me and Ubisoft. Uh but good news, uh Worms uh retracted their NFTs and issued an apology, but it shouldn't have been even been a thing yeah. to begin with. The NFTs are I did notice. fucking stupid. You know, you're yeah, paying I don't... for a picture. Just yeah, pretty click much. Save on on your thing, and it's bad for the environment. And there's a whole uh, I can go down the rabbit hole of why NFTs are bad. I'm not gonna do that because that's not what we're we're, we're no. doing here. But NFTs bad. Don't gaming companies <laughs> don't do it. People don't like it when you do it, and it's not gonna sell very well. It's gonna be very poorly, and it's gonna make players think very poorly about your company. Uh, I mean, that's about it. Going back to Ubisoft saying that the players just don't get it. Aren't the players the people that you're selling to? So like if we don't yeah, we get just it. Don't, we, don't, we, don't, we don't get it. Why would I, you buy it if we don't get it? Ubisoft response to NFT. They said something about <laughs> Yeah, we gamers don't get NFTs. We don't get it. <laughs> then Literally why are you gonna join that. into it? Like I just don't that does. I really don't get it. It'll provide players the ability to personalize their experience and complete their missions with style. <laughs> I think like they're they're like trying to implement NFTs into games, which is crazy. Which is then just a fucking loot box. Yeah, which also much. is frowned upon in the gaming community. I don't see where they're going with this. Everything that you are doing, people do not like. So don't continue it, Ubisoft. Just don't. Just stop. Stop while you're ahead. <laughs> stop while you're ahead, really. Jump ship while you have the chance. <laughs> uh, um, Google Stadia, also very bad right now. They are, and Google, trying to get any ounce of money left by selling their, their cloud technology to Peloton, Bungie, Capcom, and um, and that's it. Uh, after you know, Stadia failed. I mean, Stadia failed. It was a huge failure. It, it was a huge thing in like 2017, 2018. Uh, now they just gave up. They they jumped ship. 
I forgot it even existed, to be honest with you. It's crazy. It's right around, right around the time, uh, like cloud gaming was like just beginning. Huge, yeah. Yeah, and and, like, and I know it Gamefly. failed during then, and it failed yeah. during then, and they think that it would it would do better now, which is just not true. I'm guessing because of Game Pass that they see the success in that, and they're like, "Oh, I want to do that. Let's do that." And it's, I don't think it's going to be the same. It's just cloud gaming. It's just people who don't have good computers, they just lend supercomputers. I use, <laughs> if you guys want a good cloud gaming experience, use NVIDIA GeForce now. NVIDIA is, has, that has probably the, one of the best uh, gaming, uh, cloud gaming things because you basically get just your Steam library. You get to play it through a cool, if you have a good internet, you could just basically play your Steam library through uh, cloud gaming. I used to do it all the time when I streamed. It was it was it was great. It was fantastic. Um, hmm. And also coming up very quickly. Sorry to move on from this topic. No Cuphead TV show coming up on February tenth. It is what today. It is the eighth. Eighth. Two days. Two days. It's coming up. I'm very excited. It's like it looks. It's like a cartoon e style. But I'm still gonna fucking watch it. I'm a I huge mean, fan of Cuphead. Cuphead yeah. Such a, I'm such a big fan of Cuphead. And I think this indie studio is doing a lot uh, with their games and, and it kind of takes us in to our... The universe. Yeah, well, it, it's, it's, it's such a good... It's, it, they're really brilliantly marketing this. Hmm. I mean, it was such a brilliant game when it came out. It had such a great soundtrack. It had such great aesthetics. The boss fights were fun. The running guns were fun. The gameplay was fun. I have so many hours on Cuphead just from playing it over and over again. The replayability is insane. Because you're always going to like try to strive to beat it faster. And you have different com combo sets of like weapons and all this different other variables. I think it's such a great game. And I'm so happy that they got their own TV show and now are working on a DLC as well. And I'm excited to see where this game, uh, indie studio will go from from here. As um, am I. Uh, I'm probably going to watch it with Eric, not going to lie, because uh, I did look up the rating and it is Y7. So that might be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm assuming they're they're trying to take like a more kid like approach towards their TV show, which makes which sense. I'm fine with I'm fine with that. I mean, the the game itself was not wasn't that PG fourteen uh, like R rated, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it was just a very hard game. You know, you you, you had to be very good at video games to play it and beat it. Right. And but it was in the style that I loved, and I think it's very charming. And if they keep up with this, I think that it's also like the music is produced by the people and it's directed by the people who made the games. It's very cool. Uh, I can go on Cuphead. Shut up, Siri. I can go on Cuphead rant for a very long time. But anyways, and then tomorrow, which by the time this podcast is out, it'll probably be already out. So we'll see how right our predictions are. There's a Nintendo Direct coming tomorrow. What do you think, Ace? I'm going to ask you personally. What do you think is going to be announced here? So what I think for the main two things that they will show is a new Mario Kart. Since it's been so long, if... No, because the, uh, the last one was a deluxe. So I think that they can do 
uh, Mario Kart 9. Or no, is it 10 now? Oh, it's, it's 9. Okay, yeah, that's what I thought. Mario Kart or, 8 Deluxe, yeah, that, that's Yeah, that that's what right. it was. That's where, okay. Um, and then maybe Splatoon 3, because the last one was on, what, Wii U? They've already announced Splatoon 3. Oh, did they? Wow. Yeah. Well, then maybe yeah, some gameplay so on it. So probably they will show a... Tra- yeah, it's supposed to release in 2022. So you're actually probably right about that. So it says games that are coming 2020, like first half 2022. Right about the Splatoon 3 thing. They're probably going to show another trailer for it. Yeah. A Splatoon 3, my bad. And then for me, I'm really hoping some for some Breath... Oh, I'm hoping for it. I don't think it'll happen, but I'm hoping for Breath of the Wild 2 something. Yeah. I'm I'm assuming that they they might release something. I think a new Mario game would be kind of fucking sick. Um, I'm hoping uh, a new Mario game. We're probably gonna see something about the movie. Oh man, Chris oh, Pratt! God. Can't wait to see! Can't wait to see him <laughs> in the action. Oh god! Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I also the Kirby game. We're probably gonna see a lot about the Kirby game. They're probably going to give us a new trailer and look at that. We already got a new thing, but we're probably going to get, like... Did it have an official release date? Kirby Lost in the Forgotten Worlds? Did it... it, I don't think think so. March 25th, 2022. So it 100% did. Okay, yeah. March. It's definitely going to have something with that. I also heard they're releasing the new Smash character. No, I'm I'm, I'm messing up. Yeah, Waluigi. Waluigi be released in Smash. <laughs> I imagine? think they would break the internet easily. Bro, they they lied. You have to. You have, they're they're doing another uh, fighter pass. <laughs> I would be ecstatic. Actually, it would be super cool if they made more maps. They might release more maps for Mario Party Superstars. And if they do, That'd I'll be, be nice. so happy because that'll bring more traction to the game. I've been trying to like matchmake <laughs> recently in, in Mario Party Superstars and no one's playing it anymore. And I want to play Mario Party Superstars. I love that game. That's a very fun game. It has all the mini games from other games. So just give us more mini games and maps and just just please let me play Mario Party 7 again. Please. I just want to play Mario. I just want to go back. I want to go back to Mario Party 7. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite Mario Party? Sidetrack, real quick. <laughs> um, well, the one that me and you played kind of uh, left a sour taste in my mouth after we played. <laughs> Not gonna <laughs> lie. If you, guys, uh, if you guys don't know, I played uh, Mario Party. Uh, what was it? Mario Party New. Or what was what was the one that just came out on the Switch? But not not. It was just yeah. It wasn't Superstar. Super Mario it was Party. One before that. Yeah. Super okay. Mario Party. That's what it was. Yeah. After um, that one. And and basically there was like a mechanic called hidden hidden blocks, and you have a chance of getting a star in the hidden blocks. And I got three stars from <laughs> and, and and it is incredibly unlikely to encounter a hidden block throughout your entire game. I got three of them, and and, and it's even a smaller chance to get a star. I got three stars out of that from from just and it was I was crying. <laughs> I was that was that was the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. I ended up winning by three stars too, and yeah. it was it was a very very it was, it was so funny. I've never seen look like that happen. Um, but I love I'm a huge Mario Party fan. Uh, anyway, that does it here for the news. Um, and let's go roll right into today's topic. We were talking about it a little bit before, but indie games. 
They are the backbone of, I would say, gaming culture in general. It's, it's some of the greatest games to ever be created have been indie games. Uh, Super Meat Boy, um, Binding of Isaac, made by the same person, both indie games. Uh, Minecraft, huge indie game. Uh, my Dragon favorite Africa. personal game of all time, Battle Block Theater, is an <laughs> indie game. That's an indie game. Uh, huge, huge games that that we've all heard about. Maybe not Battle Block Theater, but you know, Castle Crashers. I can Celeste. list a million. Hades. Maybe, I can go down the list. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, an indie game. If you guys don't know, wait, let me explain quickly. Indie game is basically a game that is typically done in a smaller team, and it, there's no publisher behind it. It's just like a couple dudes making a game their own on their own budget and their own money it's typically started from kickstarters and patreons why not cuphead huge indie game that's another indie game that is now having a netflix show <laughs> and it has it's just crazy minecraft i just want to say is probably the biggest game ever yeah, was an indie that. game. It was created by Marcus Notch Person, and even though he's not a great person now, he once created he created the the one of the highest grossing games ever. If not, if not, what is the highest grossing game ever? Um, you got any indie games? Favorite indie games? Yeah, I'm surprised that you didn't mention this one, but Undertale. Oh Undertale my God, is, Undertale is it's actually one of my favorite games because of how different it was compared to such a beautiful games. game and if you go through the credits you can see that it's not a lot of people only a couple people Two. did this a couple people yeah. did this yeah you know it wasn't that big and, and it turned into something bigger and one of the has some of the biggest communities out there um doki doki literature club was made by a team of like three people and was one of one of the weirdest horror <laughs> games out there i mean i mean very meta, very cool, super hot. Once again, huge game, very meta, yeah. very cool. Uh, just some of the best games to ever come out of gaming were indie games. Um, they they just they just were. Uh, what purpose do you think indie games have in the gaming world? Uh, for me, I think it stops people from having or stops bigger companies, AAA companies, from having like a complete monopoly. Um, it also, for example, for a AAA company that just constantly does this is Call of Duty. So they just put out the same exact game and uh, controversial. Same exact game, barely any differences, and they still make money off of it. But then oh, you have yeah. indie games who do it differently and f almost force games like Call of Duty to do something different because they yeah, have to. I'm, I mean... That's what I'm saying. Indie games are kind of like the lead of like all video game companies because really they are games that uh, gaming companies that don't have like, a release date. They don't have a standard. They don't need to follow any quotas. They're just games made by people and you know like a couple people. And most of the time, they're pretty damn good games because they're allowed to flex their creative abilities. Let's look at Cuphead for a second. I mean that game was promised like like a long time ago back it was like announced in like 2011 and it came out in like 2016 like five years after basically no word 
what's going on? What started as a, like a Kickstarter, and it, it it rose, and and they finally got the funding, and but it obviously took a little bit, and they obviously put time and effort into each each thing, each little mechanic, and and they clearly you know built themselves up from what where they were. You know, I feel like a lot of indie games need a lot of luck, um, because sometimes indie games don't even get discovered at all unfortunately you know minecraft it only blew up really because of youtube gaming was yeah. started at the basically at the same time so those once those two games kind of went together minecraft as a game blew up and youtube gaming as a result also blew up you know it was it was a very it was the meta at the time and is the meta now i mean you see minecraft everywhere wherever you go and i know we don't see it anymore but binding of isaac was also very big and he was, uh, what's his name? I don't remember his name, but the creator of Binding of Isaac, he, he, you know, he based that game off of kind of like real life experiences and put his heart and soul and, and, and really used a lot of creativity in, in making games. And I think it's so important that we give game creators creativity to let them express what they want on their gaming scene. Um, yeah, I... Yeah, does the <laughs> does the creative freedom of indie games and indie studios create a standard for other game studios? I absolutely believe that. Yeah, I mean, like like you said before, it, they kind of set a standard. Some indie games set a standard for AAA games because the players will play the indie games and they'll see how much effort and time and 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 the gameplay and everything about this. But then AAA companies will obviously absorb that because. Most uh, gaming companies, if you guys don't know AAA, their whole goal is money. That is that is their yeah. main goal. They are folk. They are dead set on making money, and they know they'll make money because they have fans that associate with it. That's why they just produce garbage after garbage after yep. garbage. And sometimes it'll hit, but a lot of times it'll miss. Um, but the standard i think is so important in gaming and i think indie games definitely make this standard very big i agree um you no know, but then there are unfortunately indie games that are not so good you know they're just thrown together two seconds um, they're what's known as uh, indie cash grabs indie game cash grabs like the things that you would see on steam yeah, for like two dollars. For two dollars, you'll like get like a garbage game, and <laughs> maybe maybe a maybe a kiss on on the cheek from from the game. But they're typically nothing special. Uh, typically, are made to I guess maybe blow up in the hopes it'll blow up. Um, yeah. Um. Uh, and honestly, I feel like those also kind of set the standard for the video game industry. I mean, it, it gives kind of like a freedom for the people who make full-time games and like these meme games that not that not a lot of people spend a lot of time on. They just kind of threw it together two seconds yeah. and they were like, that's it, they, you know. <laughs> That's all we're getting, and and the people who did spend time on their games, like let's look at Among Us for a little bit. Take a step yeah. back. Let's look at Among Us. It took them two years, two years 
to ever blow up. They thought their game was dead for a whole two years, basically, after launch. They made no money. Or maybe they made a little bit, but they really didn't make that much. No. And all of a sudden, it blew up. Overnight, almost. It basically, overnight, you'd see Among Us here, there, there, wherever. You know, it was, it was huge. But it took them two years to get there. And obviously, there were games that got more attention than that. And Among Us definitely, uh, uh, although it gets it gets memed on a lot, it oh yeah, it, it spar it obviously they obviously spent a lot of time effort on that game, even to like the small details of the ship, like the placements and the strategy and whatever. And now there's such like a big community that surrounds the game. I think it's so important that we that we acknowledge that it never it didn't blow up to begin with. And I'm sure that there were other games that were not as good, like indie games that were not as good, that blew up instead. I don't really know what indie games were and were not released around that time yeah. of Among Us, but it didn't blow up for two years. Even AAA games, probably not as good as Among Us, were released during that time. Oh, for sure. You know, it kind of does suck that, that indie game studios kind of get shit on by by these, like, overshadowing cash grabs. That, like, oh, they just want to make money. They just want to do this, do that, do whatever. And, you know. It also sucks just... for us as consumers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or even it's... newcomers. Yeah, newcomers, they'll see these games and, you know, won't be into it so much. You know, not every game is everyone's forte, but, you know, there are just some games that are just not good because they did not put time and effort into their game. Um, uh, what do you think that AAA game studios can learn from these indie uh, studios? Um, one main thing that I am very passionate about is AAA games need to care more about the game and less about the money because it seems like they'll just put out crap all day every day because it doesn't matter they'll get the money regardless it seems but whereas indie games they put their heart and soul into it because in order to make money they have to put out a good game otherwise nobody really pays plays it yeah no i i completely agree um I think that AAA studios once again need to learn the standard of video games is meant for players to have fun. It's not always just a dollar sign in front of a video game. It, people's heart and souls sometimes go into a video game and sometimes consumers' heart and souls go into like a launch of a video game. And if you're not delivering on that promise, a lot of people are going to be upset. Uh, indie games have especially a harder time because they really don't have an audience prior to that. Um, if they do, there are there are backers that have paid money for you to produce a game. So obviously they'll be upset if the game's not good. They have a higher, they have more standard for themselves as as game companies. And you know, I think it's hard sometimes because not every game le reaches up to their full potential. Um. Anyway. I mean, look at Battlefield uh, 2042. Yeah. I mean, if they if an indie game pulled the stunts that they pulled, they wouldn't like. I feel like they wouldn't succeed. Whereas Battlefield 
2042 probably will still succeed on some level because it's a battlefield game it's a triple a Oh, you're 100% right. You're, you are 100% right. Um, and I think that indie games themselves, they, I think the creators of, of the games need a lot more appreciation in our in our gaming industry. You know, although he was he's a shitty person, uh, Marcus Notchperson definitely revolutionized gaming, no matter how you want to look at it. Shitty person, yeah. terrible individual. Um, said some really stupid brain-dead stuff, but he still revolutionized <laughs> gaming. I hate to admit it, folks, but he did. You know, people who really spent time and effort on this game that, although might not be in the purpose of money, they, they spent their time on creativity instead of just a formula that they know works. The reason why Pokemon that Pokemon game was so good was because they broke away from a formula that we all know that we were tired of. But honestly, if they had just kept improving themselves, they could be at a much different level now if they just constantly improved upon what they knew and what they uh, love to do. Anything final remarks about indie games? About indie games, I absolutely love them, uh, simply because it allows the creator to be as creative as they want. And it allows smaller studios to have a voice, so to speak. It allows, you know, uh, one of my friends is creating a game. So it allows him to be able to express himself within a game. Whereas AAAs, you, you don't really... I, I feel like you don't see that ex uh, expression within them. You're 100% right. Um, I spent a long amount of time on Mario Maker 2. Now, I'm not saying that making a game is anywhere near to making levels... Mario Maker 2. It's nowhere near that. I mean, I obviously have a tool that, that assists me. <laughs> However, I had to think about games like like design and 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 like ability and stuff like that where where game creators have to think about that all together as a whole section, you know. They have to think about the menu, and they have to think about, you know, options, and and the story, and the background music, and, and the characters, and, and whatever else they have to worry about. They have all this programming, and, and, and step after step after step, they have, they have to really flex their creative juices. They have to really show what they are capable of to make a very lasting indie experience for themselves so that's why i think indie games are so popular um, or not every indie games but obviously you guys know they're the games that that do blow up become huge massive yeah. even uh, minecraft uh honey of isaac undertale doki doki literature club uh, like i said they're 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 some of the games that Maybe not all have that revolutionary history, revolutionized gaming, uh, but they definitely, you know, have a huge following nowadays because of the reputation they build up. So that does it here for this episode. But before we go, in the coming weeks, we're going to be playing games as we typically do. Unfortunately, we won't hear your review of the games, but 
Ace, if you'd like to say what game you're looking to forward to playing next, come to do so. Um, so honestly, the podcast kind of inspired me because I haven't played Cuphead yet. I've just watched it, and it it it's, it I've always wanted to play it. So I think I'm just gonna bite the bullet and buy it and play it and beat the hell out of it. Do it. It's a great game. I love that game. Um, I'm gonna do what I said. What I was gonna do for this week. Unfortunately, I I forgot that Pokemon <laughs> coming out. So I'm gonna try to play the Switch ports of Bioshock and uh, not Infinite Bioshock One and Two for the Switch. Those are the ports that I am doing. Uh, so anyway, that here that does it here at Extra Life Podcast. Um, make sure you follow us on all podcast related things also our twitter at extra life podcast and also our twitch extra life podcast uh twitch.tv where we will do live things we've been wanting to do some some live things for a little bit unfortunately keep getting you know busy and stuff but it'll happen don't worry it'll happen eventually that's when once when we all together and we'll play some games and we'll do some stuff live ace tell the fine people of extra life where they can find you um on twitter and twitch it's both uh ace of hearts 832 um dot tv for twitch and twitter is just ace of hearts 832 sounds good um yeah and i hope everyone has a great night or a great day or whenever you're listening and you know Play some games. Do it. Thank you for having me, Hattie. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. We loved having you. And next week, we'll be joined by Christian again, hopefully. Take care, everybody. Have a good one.